We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. up welcome to the uncontested post-game podcast we are part of the blue wire podcast network the oklahoma city thunder fell to the washington wizards tonight if you haven't been paying attention that's their 11th straight loss it's honestly pretty impressive the the string of games that oklahoma city has put together here uh, in effort to increase their lottery odds as of right now they hold sole possession of the fifth fifth best lottery odds. Uh, If you're not following Jacob on Twitter, he is tweeting out every single day um, optimal um, draft lottery scenarios for other teams around the league. He's doing 10 tankathon spins every single night to give you guys insight into, you know, what are the odds that Oklahoma City gets zero top five picks, one top five, two top five picks, or, or even the number one pick. Um, at this point, at least, it seems like there's roughly a 60 to 80% chance Oklahoma City gets at least uh, one pick uh, within the within the top five there. There's definitely an actual number you could pin down of what their percent chances are. But based on Jacob's spins so far, that's that's been what the trend has been um, on at least those 10 spins. So go ahead and check that out. But at this point, I will patch you over to our locker room live session following the game breaking down Oklahoma City's loss to the Washington Wizards. Um, obviously, the Oklahoma City Thunder fell to the Washington Wizards tonight. Uh, final score of 119 to 107. Um, this brings them to their 11th loss, and I'm sure everybody that's in here knows it's the longest losing streak um, the Thunder have gone through since the inaugural season back in 2008. 
And while that sounds crazy, I want to talk about that for a second because I think Thunder fans in general just don't maybe understand or realize how lucky they've been to have such a good team for such a long time. You look at most franchises across the league, um, very few have 10, 12 year spans where you don't have a down year at all. You know, there's the one year that Kevin Durant had the Jones fracture and the Thunder missed the playoffs by, I believe it was half a game to the Pelicans. But when it comes to just sustained success and, you know, before this season, when you looked at 2008 Ford, the Thunder had the best top five record, at least, of any major sports team that's NBA, NFL, MLB, etc. Um, you know, taking a step back and realizing, you know, A, there's a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to the draft. Obviously, you know, as they continue to lose games, their their draft lottery odds are going to continue to get higher. So that's that's one thing. But just, just realizing 11-game losing streaks are fairly common for other franchises. I mean, the, the Kings, last I look, had lost 9 or 10 straight. Um, that happens a lot for franchises like that. So just taking a step back and realizing, um, you know, the last 10 to 12 years have, have been awesome for the Thunder and for them to get back where they want to be, this is what they have to do. And so I think a lot of people realize, um, losing games is not great for the culture. Um, obviously Oklahoma city has, has spent quite a bit of time over the past decade instilling a winning culture into the franchise. Um, but it's still worth noting, um, there, there definitely is a light at the end of the tunnel. And for this rebuild to be as successful as possible, you've got to have your picks be high. Oklahoma City owns a ton of picks over the next seven years. A lot of them are teams that, quite frankly, have a chance to be really, really good over the next five years. You've got the Clippers. You've got the Heat. You know, a lot of these picks um, may not be great. And so, you know, especially this year, looking at the Houston pick, even though Houston's bad, there's still a chance Oklahoma City doesn't get that pick. And so at the end of the day, the only thing you can truly rely on is your pick. And I think Oklahoma City over this past two-week span uh, of losing 11 straight games. And I think since um, since Al Horford and Shea went down on March 24th, they're 1-13 over their past 14 games. So it's inter- interesting to see how different the team is. We've seen a lot of guys step up in their absence. You talk about guys like Moses Brown and Alexei Pokashevsky, Lou Dort. I mean, he's having a hell of a, a week here. Ever since returning from concussion protocol, he's averaging something like 28 points a game. And so all that to say, um, you know, losing does have negative impacts on a franchise. But at the end of the day, um, this this could end up being a positive thing for the Thunder. Looking at this game in specific, though, um, <clears throat> we'll start with Washington just because Russell Westbrook, former Thunder, it's the first time that he has played against the Oklahoma City Thunder since leaving two years ago in which there's not one player on the entire Thunder roster that he played with. You know, over the last two years, um, you know, first of all, with the Rockets, there wasn't a ton of guys he had played with prior but there were still a handful of guys that he knew. And I'm sure it's weird for him to match up against the team that he suited up for for so many years and literally not one player uh, as a former teammate of his. You know, Hamadou Diallo was the last guy that met that criteria. And, you know, obviously he's gone now. He's been traded to Detroit. And so there's not many tenured players on this roster. It's kind of interesting to think about. Um, Russell Westbrook finishes with 13 points. So not a a huge scoring night. He was five of 18 from the floor, which is pretty atrocious. 
Um, but he does, he does what he does every single night, 17 assists, 11 rebounds, doing more than just scoring. A lot of guys in this league, if they're not scoring, they're not helping their team. Russell Westbrook's not one of those guys. He had a, a great night. He was a plus 12 in the box, plus minus. Um, I know that doesn't always tell the full story, but when you look at the rest of the roster, um, him and Beal led in that department on the plus minus side of things. So obviously he had a major impact on the game, played 39 minutes. Um, Oklahoma City coming off the, the second night of a back-to-back, whereas Washington is fresh, um, had the advantage of playing a guy like Russ 39 minutes. Um, Bradley Beal, pure score, had kind of a down night. He's averaging 31 a game this year, only had 30 tonight, um, had three steals. He looked good defensively. He's a guy that for a long time I've thought could be a, a really, really good two-way player. He's got a long wingspan. He's got defensive ability. He's a, he's a bigger shooting guard even in the modern NBA uh, something like six six, but saw that defensive ability tonight. When it came down to it, he's able to get things done. He finishes twelve of twenty one from the floor, and then off the bench, um, you know the, the Wizards got some solid production out of guys like Gafford with thirteen points. Robin Lopez was a force off the bench in just sixteen minutes. He had seventeen points um, on seven of nine shooting, so ultra efficient. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, three of five from the line. And then Davis Bertans um, just absolutely scorched the nets. The, the Wizards finished... Pretty rough from three. I think they only hit three threes in the first half, finished with 10 in the game. And out of those 10, Bertans was six of those. He finished six of 12 from three, a total of 21 points. And so when it really came down to it, there was really five guys that that made a big impact on this game. Um, Westbrook, Beal, Bertans, Lopez, and Gafford. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. 
That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Everybody else scored in between zero and nine points and not much of an impact there. Um, Obviously, against a team like Oklahoma City, as depleted as they are, that's all you need. Um, The Wizards are now 24 and 33 on the season. Um, making a real case to be a, a kind of a scary team if they make that play in. Um, you know, a lot of times, even in the West, you look at the West, Steph Curry and, and the Warriors have a good chance to be that 10 seed. That's super scary if you're a seven seed. Same thing with the Wizards. I know you've got to beat them twice, or they've got to beat you twice, but you don't want to play Russell Westbrook and Bat Bradley Beal in a play in game. You'd rather be playing someone like the Chicago Bulls or, or the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, nonetheless, we'll flip over to the Thunder side of things now before we get into some themes. Um, Darius Baisley, so up and down, you know, his, his efficiency at least had 26 points. Not, it was a career high. He was seven of 19 shooting. It's not great. One of six from three, obviously not good there either, but he got to the rack and got fouled a bunch. And that's something that you see a lot of young players struggle with. Um, Shea, when he first came to the Thunder, didn't get to the free throw line all that much. I know a lot of it is getting superstar calls and all of that type of stuff, but no, he he got to the line 13 times tonight, converted on 11 of those. You see that a bunch with James Harden. He'll have 35 points, 19 of which are from the line. Not to knock a guy's performance, obviously getting to the line and getting those easy buckets is something that you want. Um, But yeah, career high for Darius Baisley tonight with 26 points. Kenrich Williams played 35 minutes. Played really, really well. He's a guy that's just ultra-efficient. Curious to see how that holds up. He's a guy, if you look at his numbers over the past few seasons, did not shoot well at all. This season, his numbers have, have really skyrocketed from the floor, from three, pretty much from everywhere. His efficiency is great. Five of ten from the floor, two of four from three, 15 points. Pokashevsky, nothing crazy. He seems to be this guy that even if he's not scoring a bunch of points, he can do a little bit of everything. He had the, um, the the quad five game last night, you know, the five points, five rebounds, five assists, five blocks. Tonight, he finished with uh, eight points, five assists, four rebounds, six turnovers. That's that's not the stat that you want to see, but, but a pretty good night from Pokashevsky doing uh, a lot of things on the floor. Um, Teo. Finishes with 14 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, Didn't get super close to a triple-double, but nonetheless, when you've got a rookie second-round point guard that can put up those types of numbers going up against a backcourt like Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, that's that's pretty promising stuff there. And then on the bench, uh, Spima Hyluk, 11 points on 3 of 5 from 3. Same exact stat line for Ty Jerome, 11 points on three of five from three. Those two guys are real spark plugs off the bench. I think there's a lot of overlap in their game. Um, Sfi is, is quite a bit bigger than, than Ty is. He's 6'8". Ty's under cron- contract longer. Sfi is, is due for a contract this summer. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Thunder do with him. Do they decide, you know, let's give him a contract and, and let him be a piece of the future? Or do they let him walk? It's going to be interesting, nonetheless, especially trading him for Diallo. You know, were they thinking Sfi could be a piece, or were they really just looking to dump Diallo to get that second-round pick? Um, but both those guys, again, 11 points on three of five from beyond the arc. Tony Bradley, he is a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky good performer. 
he's a guy that I feel like every single night I look at the box score and I'm like, holy cow, like I did not feel like he he played that well. And tonight, um, it, it was a little bit more flashy. You know, it was a game where where you could see that he was really producing for the team. But still, 16 points on 7 of 9 from the floor. He didn't hit the glass as hard as he normally does. He only finished with three rebounds. But he continues to make an interesting case on him versus Moses Brown. And Moses Brown had that huge spurt of games where he was just going off. You know, the, the 2020 game, just a rebounding machine. These last two games, I think this is two games in a row where he hasn't scored, albeit he hasn't played a ton. He only had 16 minutes tonight whereas a guy like Tony Bradley had 20. Um, Jalen Horde with 15, so two-way player Jalen Horde is just playing one less minute than Moses Brown. Some interesting lineups. I'm not sure how much of that is Dagnalt trying to evaluate talent, how much of it is them really just throwing out lineups that they think aren't as competitive as they could be. You know, There's, there's definitely not teams out there that are trying to lose games, but I think Oklahoma City is doing things to... Um, you know, not be as competitive as they could be while also getting development from guys that wouldn't see the floor a ton. So it's kind of a, a two birds, one stone thing there. Um, and then from a, a more macro standpoint in this game, um, you know, Washington struggled from deep in the first half. Like I mentioned, they only had three threes in the first half, finished with 10 in the game. Most of them were, were Davies Bertans. Thunder shot well from three. You know, they were they were close to 40%. Um, dominated the free throw line, 22 of 27. About half of those were Darius Baisley. Um, that's 81% on the night as a team. They dominated the glass early on. Washington kind of caught up at the end, but Oklahoma City was still a plus six on the rebounds. Um, what's concerning, and we see it time after time, the turnovers. The Thunder had 12 in the first half. They buttoned things up a little bit in the second half and took care of the ball. They finished with just 19, so 12 in the first, seven in the second but they lead the team in turnovers and it just keeps getting worse. You know, it's uh, 14, 15, 16 turnovers a game on average over the past month. And it seems like with every passing game, you see them put up 19 turnovers, 22 turnovers. And it's just concerning. It is a young team. They're, they're rolling out these weird lineups. There's not a lot of continuity. Guys are playing one night, not playing the next night. And there's really, there's no way to build chemistry playing that way. A lot of this is individual, you know, performance evaluation. So that side of things is tough, but the turnovers are concerning. And and that's something that over the past two weeks on this 11 game losing streak, if there's one thing they could fix, like if they would have not had as many turnovers, the thunder could easily be, you know, three and eight right now over this 11 game span. So it's just interesting to see those types of trends. Um, Oklahoma city also, from a just putting up shots perspective, if you look at some of their numbers over the past 10, 12, 14 games, um, they don't shoot a ton of shots. Like tonight, you look at the field goals. Um, Oklahoma City shot a worse field goal percentage, but they also shot eight less shots than, than Washington did. They were 36 of 83. Washington was 46 of 91. I'm not sure if that's a pace thing. I'm not sure if that's shot distribution. Um, a lot of it's the turnovers, right? That's that's 19 turnovers tonight. That's 19 times that you're not getting a shot up. So that's a piece of it. That's something I definitely want to dig into a little bit more to understand why they're not getting as many shots up. Obviously, you don't want to shoot just bad shots to get shots up. But at the end of the day, if another team's going to shoot eight to 10 more shots than you, you're going to have to shoot a better percentage by a mile to even be 
um, competitive. So that's another thing to, to kind of look at there. Um, Oklahoma city will play Washington again. They've got one more game, uh, against the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday before they play the wizards again on Friday, they'll go back home for that game. Um, Pacers are, are an interesting team. I don't think they're, um, a super scary team to most around the league, but obviously they've got a little bit more talent than Oklahoma city. Um, Karis Levert is great. Former Thunder Sabonis is great. Um, they've got some really interesting pieces. It's going to be interesting to see how they play. They've lost three straight. They're 26 and 31 right now. Um, <clears throat> currently a lottery team, which is fascinating considering how much talent they have. Um, Oklahoma city likely loses that game. It'll be, it'll be uh, a game that hopefully Lou Dort plays as, as much as Thunder fans want to lose games. It's intriguing to see Dort and, and how long he can sustain this. We saw it early in the season. He looked like a completely different offensive player and then kind of tapered off, went to concussion protocol. He's picked things up. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, averaging something like 28 points uh, since returning from injury and so, or concussion protocol rather. So how long can he sustain that? That's something that I'm looking forward to watching over the next, you know, 14 or so games that Oklahoma city has left. Um, And then again, they'll play Washington on Friday as they, they head back home. Looking at the lottery standings, because obviously this season, rather than looking at the standings from a playoff perspective, it's looking at lottery odds. And Oklahoma City um, still holds sole possession of the fifth best odds at 20 and 38. Cleveland looked like they were going to come back and beat Detroit tonight. They did not. They lost at the end of the game. Um, bringing them to three straight, three straight losses. So they still have 20 losses, just like Oklahoma City, or 20 wins, um, just like Oklahoma City. They have one less loss, so they're half a game back on Oklahoma City of the fifth-best lottery odds. Um, Orlando and Detroit are at four and three, respectively, with 18 wins apiece. Detroit has 40 losses. Orlando has 39. Um, that puts that puts Orlando a game and a half above Oklahoma City in the lottery odds, and Detroit two games. I don't know if you can catch those guys. I don't, I mean, two games seems like not that much when you're looking at the playoffs. When you're talking about teams that have only won 18 games all year, I just don't see it. And so I I would imagine Oklahoma City five is probably where they end up. Um, Best case, obviously, you've got Cleveland right on their tail. And then beyond that, Sacramento they won finally. They had lost nine or ten straight, like I'd mentioned. Um, they, they've won one in a row now to, to get them to that 23 win mark. And then you look at Toronto and above. Everyone's got 24. Doubt Oklahoma City wins three or four games the rest of the year, or at least without some of those other teams winning one or two. So 5-6 feels like the buffer. And, and that's still really, really, really good odds at a solid pick. Obviously, five versus six is a fairly big deal. If you finish at five, you've got a 26% chance at seven and about a 20% chance at six. Um, whereas if you finish six, then you push that out to a 30% chance at seven, 20% chance at eight. So I think ideally if Oklahoma City finishes five, if you get a top five pick, we've talked about it a ton on this show. If you get a top five pick, you're solid because whether it's Suggs falling to five because people think he's just a scorer uh, Mobley falling to five if the teams ahead of Oklahoma City one through four don't need a big, 
or if it's one of the G League guys, it's likely going to be Kuminga. I'm I'm super high on him, and I think he's probably the second best prospect in this draft. I don't think he's going to go two, but I think long term he might be the second best player in the class. He's likely to fall to five. Him or Jalen Green, the two G League Ignite guys. If you get any of those five guys I mentioned, I'm not even going to mention Cade's name because it's going to be so tough to get that number one pick. But if you get any of those five guys, like it's a successful draft. Whether you get that um, number five pick via Houston, and right now they're tied for the the, the top odds, giving Oklahoma City a 47.9% chance to get the five pick through them. Um, a lot of different combinations. I mean, there's there's an infinite number, whether it's Oklahoma City jumping up to the top five, um, Houston conveying five or maybe even six if they finish second. Um, or, you know, Oklahoma City could end up with the ninth pick and Houston keeps their top four and they get the Raptors pick at, um, you know, 20. Like, who knows? Uh, the Heat pick at 20. I'm sorry. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. Only have a few more weeks of NBA basketball left. Season ends around mid-May. Um, it's going to be a long playoff without the Thunder in there. You know, it's it seems like for the past 12 years, almost every single season besides besides the one, Oklahoma City's been in the playoffs for at least the first round. Obviously, they've been plagued in the past half decade with first-round exits. Um, the promising thing is the Olympics come Shortly after the playoffs, Lou Dort last night mentioned he's trying out for Team Canada. Um, obviously, lots changed since this, since this initially happened. But at, at one point before COVID, SGA had committed to play for Team Canada. So at the end of the day, Thunder basketball will be over, um, barring a miracle here in the next three or four weeks. But you will get some NBA playoffs followed by um, the Olympics with, with some of the Thunder's young stars there. So again, wrapping it up, Oklahoma City falls to the Washington Wizards, 119 to 107. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.